Welcome to the Leadership Podcast, brought to you by LifeWest, the Chiropractic College. I'm your host, Dr. Ron Oberstein. And I'm your host, Dr. Mary Oberstein. And we're excited to have you join us as we bring special guests in the world of health, leadership, business success, and chiropractic. Our mission is to create a brighter future for humanity, and we are thrilled to walk this journey with you. Enjoy this episode, and thank you for being with us today. Well, hello, everybody. Dr. Ron Oberstein, president of Life Chiropractic College West, uh, and welcome to another edition of our Life West Leadership Line. Today, I've got a gentleman that I was actually in school with, and I'm not going to tell you how old we are, but you'll know that he's in 40 years of practice, and I'm a little bit, I think you had just come, Palmer, when I was kind of uh, moving out, but um but I've got Dr. Palmer Pete coming at us from uh, Orange County, California. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Palmer. Thank you, sir. You know, it was so long ago, Ron, that we were in school together. You and I both had mullets. Yes, and we had probably we had a lot more. Yes, well, you we had mullets, hair, brother. Oh, yeah. but it was it was much darker, and you could see mine no matter what color it was. Right? You know, I'm so <laughs> jealous. I wish, I've never I never got to do the gel phase. I never got to do any of that stuff. You know, the tip. Oh. I never got any of that. Anyways. Let me share with you about Dr. Palmer because he's got a unique history, a very unique history. Graduated in 1983, uh, 40 years this year in practice, which is very, very cool. Uh, graduated, went straight to Vermont, married a married a woman that he met while he was in while he was in school, but she was already out of school. Uh, she was actually in the first class of of uh, of at life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it started in 1970, whatever it was, you know, 74, 77. Well, I don't, I can't remember what the year. 74. 74. Um, Anyways, just just amazing uh, chiropractor Palmer is. And they went to Vermont, had a practice there for many years, spent about 33 years in Vermont. And then while he was in Vermont, he was, I mean, all the things you were doing, he was on the board of chiropractic examiners, the chair of the board of examiners. He was part of the state association, the ICA rep to the state of Vermont. Um, Palmer's the kind of person who just gets involved, right? And, and does things, which is really, really important. And then- his life changed. He he met his second wife. Uh, she was in California, where he is right now. Uh, mm-hmm. She was in the uh, uh, beach and fashion wear, um, just doing amazing things in Southern California. And they met and they were doing a long distance relationship. He decided to sell his practice. He got married and he moved to Southern California. Mm-hmm. And was going to take a year. You did. You took a year off. Year off. Just going to be surfing and letting his body heal and just doing the things that we all deserve to do when you're in practice for 33 years, right? And uh, his wife decided after being around him long enough that she said, "I'm going to be a car. I'm changing my career. I'm going to be a chiropractor." They came up to Life West, and uh, Catherine, who was just on the show recently for uh, my Life by Life West with me and Mary, she came up and Palmer said, okay, I guess I'm not going to open a practice up right now. He came up here. Uh, we talked, right? Palmer, what are you going to do? You're going to open a practice here? Or what are you going to do? He goes, ah, for two, two and a half, three years. I don't know. I said, why don't you work at the college? So he became our, our alumni director and just did some really amazing stuff with our alumni, knowing that when Catherine graduated, uh, that they'd be going back down to Southern Cal, which they did do. Yep. And uh, 
you know, Palmer's back into surfing three or four times a week. He's got a great practice going on. They've been in practice now for two and a half years, and he's doing amazing stuff. And I didn't even talk about that. He started one of the first pediatric chiropractic, you know, organizations being like seminars, right, called the the Baby Adjusters. He was co-founder of this back in 19, what, 84, 85? I'm not sure. I think it was probably 80. Yeah, so, yeah, 85, I think. Yeah, and putting posters out, you know, about pediatrics. And they were in everybody's offices and teaching people about pediatric and prenatal adjustments and just amazing things and start teaching for CBP, you know, doing the, doing their, their pediatric portion of CBP because you got the CBP. And um, so he's done a lot in chiropractic and uh, in California. He was a rep of California. Now he's on the board of the ICA. He's still doing stuff, right? And 40 years in the practice. So there's a lot. But the other thing that's so cool about Palmer is that he is a fourth generation chiropractor. That means his grandparents well, he's not fourth. He's got four generations. He's a third, right? Your grandparents, your parents, yourself, right? And, you know, and other uh, siblings and and on that level. And then also your you know, the kids, right? And and so, and we're going to talk about that just in, in this a little bit, because that is so amazing when you hear the stories about his grandparents and his parents did amazing things up in, I believe it was Newburgh, New York. Is that? Newburgh, New York, baby. Gemma the Hudson. Yeah. 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 I mean, just doing, a, they were just, phenomenal chiropractors up there setting the standards for 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 that and really paving the way for people like Mary and I you know and 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 you know when we got out you know and when you know your parents were a couple practiced together did that stuff and you know anyways there's a lot of history a lot of history so let's sure. jump into it man let's just start right now talk about your grandparents and your you know and that whole lineage of what took place sure, sure. so my grandfather in 1910 goes in to get a haircut and when he's in the barber shop, someone tells him about chiropractic. So he he makes his way out to Davenport. Um, took him a little bit, but he graduates in 1913. He had Didi and BJ both as instructors. So he graduates in 1913, Ron. He goes down to the train station with his last $24 that he had in his pocket. He said, how far will this ticket get me east? So he bought a ticket, got off the train walked three blocks and set up his practice and practice here for the next 50 some odd years. Where? Where? In Newburgh, New York. So he started it. He started it in Newburgh, New York. But where was he from? Uh, and I'm not sure that I'm not sure. I actually don't know. I don't know. He's been long deceased. Yeah, but was, so he getting his, was he getting his haircut in Davenport? <laughs> I don't, I don't know where he was getting his haircut. Okay. I don't know that part of the story, but um, so anyway, so he had three kids. They all became chiropractors. One of which was my mom. So, uh, you know, I have uh, four siblings, you know, uh, there's five kids, four of us became chiropractors, and then my daughter's a chiropractor. So, yeah, it's okay. a classic, you know. So let me ask you a question. Did he meet your, did he, did he meet your grandma? Did your grandfather meet your grandma at, at Palmer? I don't know that either. That's I don't know either. I'm that's sorry. Right. I thought you were going to ask questions I had the answers to. Yeah, but that's all right. You know, and, 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 and then talk about your grandma for a second, because was she the artist or was it your mom, the artist? So, no. So it was my mom that was the artist. So my mom, my both my mom and dad actually met at Syracuse University. He was an engineer and my mom actually originally was an art teacher. So they worked in their careers for about three or four years and said, this sucks. Let's go to Davenport, become chiropractors. So when they were there, they actually became friends with BJ. And my mom illustrated some of the green books while she was a student at school. That is so yeah. cool. Yeah, that is it, it was great. And so BJ called my parents on the day that I was born, which is why my first name is Palmer. So, yeah. So I'm and named to BJ. Did he know that you were being born or? or I don't know. I don't huh? 
I don't know. You see, I, I, I should have been around you just, just to be able to ask the questions, right? Because <laughs> you probably could give a crap. But me, I'm thinking like, dude, this is freaking amazing. It's I, I'm acting like somebody, like you're a Cairo kid, you know? It's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it was not, not so important to me about that. But not being a Cairo kid, it's like, wow, man. You, you know what's so cool, Ron, is so my parents raised us in a totally innate guided totally chiropractic principle lifestyle, but we never really talked about it. We just lived it. Okay. And I didn't even realize that I was clueless. So I'm 19. I go off to chiropractic college and I'm sitting in philosophy class and I'm like, holy smokes, all these concepts, these third three principles that we're learning. We never learned them at home. We just lived them. Every yeah. single one of them. Yeah. It was such a blessing, such yeah. a blessing to just, to just live them. Yeah. And isn't it something too, you know, when you really think about it, you know, that, that, that being raised in a chiropractic family, right. You know, and I, and, and I know this just because of asking the questions to my daughters, right. Because, you know, both me and Mary, right. You know, chiropractors and our kids grew up. It was, it was just, it was just so commonplace for them that they, you know, they actually at times felt kind of a little unusual with their friends. Right. Because we were, we're different. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I remember my daughter saying, you know, telling me and Mary saying, my oldest daughter saying, well, can't you just get milk? Can we please have milk in the house? Because our my friends think we're weird, you know, that kind of thing. Right. You know, and, and then whether it was something else or whatever, or going to a house and seeing something that just like we don't ever eat like that or we don't we right. don't. You know, they're taking drugs. Well, what what are those? You know, that kind of thing. Sure. I mean, it's so interesting, Palmer, when you see how you grew up in an innate lifestyle, but also from above down inside out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Know? You know, yeah, definitely taught to I think the biggest lesson that I learned from my folks was to always trust in your innate. Yeah. And I would say that to the listeners, no matter what situation you're going through, whatever, you know, whatever part of your life your career you're in, is just don't forget to listen to your innate. Yeah. 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 You know, I have to tell you this, that, that um, the question we would ask our kids when they would ask us, you know, all we'd say to them is this, or, is, are you being loving to yourself? Mm -hmm. You know, I got an issue with this guy. Are you being loving to yourself? Right. And that really is listening, right? That's mm -hmm. another way of saying that, like, because if you're not being loving to yourself, then go in this direction, you know, because- right it's taking care of yourself. And that's really, you know, and innately, that's what we're, you know, we're inclined to do right on an innate level. That's the adaptability that we have. Palmer, I, I, I tell you what, man, I mean, we went through school, um, you know, you know, you were there when I was graduating. I mean, maybe we spent a year together. Um, there, There's so much as our paths have crossed throughout the years, you know, and when I'm looking at the history that you had and, and your the family lineage, I don't even know if you've encountered the number of chiropractors in your, you know, in your family or not. Do you know the number? I think it's like 19. 19? Yeah. 19. Yeah. It's so beautiful, man. I mean, I'm, I aspire to that, you know. Um, okay. I'm, you're, you're well on the way, man. You're doing I'm well. trying to build my dynasty, brother, but I aspire <laughs> to that. But, you know, just seeing it and seeing your grandparents and then seeing your parents and then yourselves and now you're watching, you know, the fourth generation, you know, when you see that, you know, I, there's something about being that chiropractor, right? About About living it and owning it. You know, and and really kind of, I don't know what you'd call it, maybe being a complete chiropractor. I, I don't know. I don't know really what that means. But what does that mean to you? Is I guess more so, so to me, the complete chiropractor, you know, he or she first has a busy practice because, you know, we need to serve folks. There is they're adjusting as many people as they possibly can and they're busy. 
So, and if they're busy, then they're, they're fruitful and they have, you know, plenty of funds and money to do the second thing. And that's to make sure that they're giving back to their chiropractic alma mater, or if they don't particularly like their call their alma mater now, there's plenty of subluxation principle-based chiropractic colleges like Life Chiropractic College West and a couple others. You should be donating regularly. You should be part of the president's circle. You should be donating regularly. You need to be busy in practice. You need to be donating. You also need to be involved in chiropractic with something you're not getting paid for. Be on your state board. Be one of the officers of your state association. You know, you need to be involved in giving back to the profession. I think back, you know, my parents didn't even have a license for the first half of their career in New York State. My my grandfather never had a license. Yeah. He never had a license to practice. My parents, I remember when they went back to actually take their board, they were studying as when I was a kid growing up to get their licensure. You know, we take so much for granted now that we need to give back by being busy in our practice, giving back to our chiropractic college and being involved in the political side of the profession itself. And, you know, so, and so many people think that when you say, or when anyone says, be busy in your practice, oh, that means I have to see volume. It means see what you can see. You know, I mean, technique specific, whatever you're doing, do what you can do. But, I, you know, just don't have downtime. You know, you don't have time to be sitting around, right? Like, whatever it is, I don't care if you're spending one minute with a person or spending 10 minutes, it doesn't matter. Just do what you do, but do it on a regular basis, right? And just fill your day up, man, because it's really what it's about. There's no judgment about the numbers you see. It's It's all about are you giving all that you can give, right? And also play, correct? Oh, sure. For sure. You know, what happens to me every time I get adjusted still, and I've been getting adjusted for 62 years. Every time I get adjusted, the same thing happens to me, Ron. I get burdened. I get burdened with the fact that, holy crap, there's people that don't ever get adjusted. Yeah. So how dare I sit idle when I'm in my office, regardless of how many people I'm seeing, when there's still a subluxated world out there that we have to reach. So I would charge all of you, whatever your practice is, I'm not saying you need to see a thousand a week or whatever, just be busy and serve as many people as you can comfortably. Yeah, yeah. And I think the other piece is this, is tell the story. Oh, for sure. Because because I have to tell you something, and I and I and I I I firmly believe this. You know, if I can go out and tell the story and drive thousands of people into chiropractors' offices, I'd rather do I'd be doing a better service to humanity than being in an office taking care of the group that I take care of, right? Though I love having my hands on and it's, you know, you know how addicting it is. And and that's why chiropractors can't retire, right? Because it's just this beautiful, but 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 tell the story because there's so many people who just don't know what we know. And literally, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're dying to find out. I mean, literally. Sure. So, you know, BJ, BJ said the greatest thing you can do for a patient or a person is to teach them to live an innately guided life. Yeah. So that's part of the story. I mean, not just about subluxations, but we need to teach them about above, down, inside, out. Yeah. Teach them that they have an innate and that they are enough and that they can trust their body to heal itself. And they are a miracle that's unfolding moment by moment. And we make that happen without any interference when your nervous system is functioning normally with chiropractic care. Yeah. You know, you know, we have inflection points in practice in our lives, right? When we hear something somewhere, doesn't matter where it is, it could be a movie, it could be Rocky Balboa, you know, or whatever it might be, the song, whatever. But there's inflection points that just 
you know, boom, stay with us, right? And take us to who we are into the next level. Herbert Ross Reaver was speaking in 1990s when we brought him over to right by you, brought him to 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 uh Costa Mesa, you know, huh? at the old red line. I think it's a different hotel now, just change the name. Sure. Um, and and he said something because someone got up, you know, there was a line of people asking questions in this big conference room. We set up two microphones and someone got up, it was a student, I think. He said, like, how did you do it? How how did you how did you start a practice back in the 20s? Like when no one knew anything, you know, the, knew, knew about car. And, he, and here's what he said. He said, you know, when I, when we got out of school, we were just so on fire to tell the world about innate intelligence. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was there. It wasn't like, you know, to talk about, you know, the, the headaches, neck pain. It, it was about tell the world about innate. Sure. And that was their message, just like you said. It wasn't that, even about subluxations. It was no, about it was in it. It was innate. Let them know that they've got that. There's something within them. There's an intelligence there that that runs them, that animates them, that they they have the unlimited potential within them, right? And then it it unlocks it to get adjusted, right? And but it's just amazing that that's what it it, it dovetails so well because. My gosh, what an easy story to tell. You're not trying to sell subluxation correction or or you know chiropractic as a as a healing mechanism. It's like tell the world about what's inside of them. Sure, sure. <laughs> and and you know, I think the chiropractor, when he or she, if they fall in love with the study of innate and sharing about innate, if you really truly surrender to your innate and fall in love with it. People will be supernaturally attracted to you. You've had this run in practice. People are driving down the highway and they said, Dr. Oberstein, God told me to pull, come in and see you into your office. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you do, but God told me to come in and, and be your patient because you're in tune with your innate. Right. That's, That's really cool. I mean, Dr. Sid taught us that. He did. Be in touch with the, you know, the biggest of the fellow within. Yeah. That's, he did. He did. And, and, and it happens so many times. In fact, they can, sometimes they don't verbalize it. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I don't know how I got here, but 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 this is the right place. Well, yeah, you don't know how you got here because you were led here, right? But here's the thing, Palmer, and I think that our viewers will, will admit to this, at least those that are chiropractors. When you get a group of chiropractors in a room and you ask them, how did you get into chiropractic? Everyone has their story or, or 90% have their story, right? Mm-hmm. You know, And I don't care whether it was I was... I was dying and someone gave me an adjustment. I came back to life. I was a Cairo kid, wasn't sure. Boom. Some maybe you knew when I think you knew when you were like 10 or 11 years old that you're gonna be. Yeah, I was 11. I was 11. So that's when my parents finally decided that I was semi-mature enough to join them on house calls. So we I'd go with my mom and my dad on house calls. And some of the patients, handful of adjustments. Now they're coming into my parents' office. And my parents had a home office combination. So I see the people we're making house calls on, and then three days later. Some of them I'd see them come into the office to get adjusted. So I'm like, wow, there is something to this thing. That's when I decided at 11. I never faltered, never thought about a different thing. That was my focus. I I actually started chiropractic college when I was still a teenager. Really? I matriculated when I was 19 years old at Life Chiropractic College West. Yeah, I was still a teenager. That's how focused I was to get in and become become a chiropractor. I love it. I love it. it. And we all have our stories. I mean, everyone has their stories, right? And and but the cool thing is, is that you know, I I had a group of students at my house last night for dinner where we had our ambassadors, right? The ones who give tours to prospective students. They run our discovery days here where people get to come and discover chiropractic. They fly in from all over North America, sometimes from Europe, you know, to check out Life West and check out. That. It's a great weekend. Everybody should go to it. It is phenomenal. And, 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 and 
so at the end, they all got to share their story of how they got into chiropractic, you know, uh-huh. and, and the whole thing we talked about was that, you know, we don't choose chiropractic, uh, you know, chiropractic chooses us, you know, and, and I, that's that when you're connected, right? And at some point, everyone's connected to that point where something happens, something's there, the light bulb, sometimes we fight it and fight it and then it gets connected and boom, we're right there. And that's, you know, it's truly what it is. And if we could stay in that grace, you know, stay in that space, whoo, man, I strive to get back there <laughs> all the time, man, all the time. So, sure. so being that chiropractor, you know, and obviously, you know, you went and you set up a practice in, in, uh, you know, in, in Vermont, had a booming uh-huh. practice, sold that, went to California, you know, Palmer, I think you can go anywhere, anywhere. I can put you in the middle of the desert and you can set a practice up and I know you'll do phenomenal. Right. And it's not because of, you know, the amount of hair you have on your head or, 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 or it's, it's you know, yeah. Or, or, or the watch you wear or the fuck, you know, it really is about what you own. Right. And, and what's in here and how near and dear it is. And mm-hmm. I think, when when we when you talked about that when we talk about the complete chiropractor it's someone who can take this and be able to just live this through their life right and really kind of work like that like your parents did sure. you, know, well, you know i drank the Kool-Aid right right from the start baby i drank the Kool-Aid yeah, well, you were raised on the Kool-Aid i was raised i i was drinking the Kool-Aid before i even know it but yeah. even when i was able to choose to drink the Kool-Aid i bought into the complete love serve give and do you know, the whole principle, the lasting purpose that, you know, that Life West is is founded upon, you know, I own that. I own that. Flowing in an attitude of of servitude and losing yourself in service to others and being guided innately. You know, I just, I have lived that. And there's certainly, anybody that knows, we will tell you there's nothing really that great about Palmer Pete. But what I do know is that I'm here to serve other people and that, you know, the principle of chiropractic, what it's based upon is, is a law. And that when people are reconnected with their innate, all heaven breaks loose inside of them and miracles happen. Right. Day in the office. It never gets old. 40 years later, I still, I'm psyched. I can't wait to see what's going to happen tomorrow when I go in the office. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. it, it, it's, it's amazing. It is, it is amazing. It's amazing. And, 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 you know, you, you just talked about Dr. Sid, you know, so last night at, at this dinner, you know, my wife told the students about Dr. Sid dropping the keys. Sure. Right? Sure. Drop the keys, and people will say, "Oh, yeah, he's dropping the keys," blah, blah, blah. but not necessarily cognated on what it really meant. Sure, you know, sure. it was so profound, you know, about it's a law, and it happens every time. Every, every single time, time they're going to drop. Every single time I let go, it's going to drop. It's a law. It's a law of gravity. Every single time you correct the nerve interference, boom. You know, you're going to get healthy. Your body's going to function better. It's a law, you know, so we don't have to do anything except, you know, do what we know to do to correct the interference. But actually the body corrects it. Just give the best educated, you know, uh, analysis we can to to clear the subluxation. Right. But we don't clear the subluxation. I mean, we can't take that credit. You know, well, I remember in the old DE days, we would say we're a Halloweeny. I mean, we're just like a hollow, like a like a hot dog that's hollow in the center. NH just flows through us, and we're just a conduit upon which it can flow through. And that is so true, so yeah. true. You know, what's really cool, too, is when you're in your office and you're adjusting people and you're totally connected with your innate, it tells you like crazy stuff. Like, ask this patient about her aunt. And I'm thinking, I, I don't even know if she has an aunt. You know, and if I listen, I'll ask, so tell me about your aunt. 
And then she'll tell me something about her aunt. Her aunt comes in and gets miraculous results. Yeah. Stuff like that happens all the time, yeah. all the time. Are you in your office? You think of a patient. I haven't seen them in 11 years. And you walk in the next room and there they are. You never knew where they were coming in, but there they were. You just thought about them. Yeah. So or or you and your you and your you and your team member at the front, you're talking about, hey, where's Mary Jo been? You know, kind of thing. We haven't seen her for a few years, whatever it might be. And then sure yep. enough, they call. Yep. But that's the clarity. You know, that's the clarity that happened. That, that's that innate to innate transmission, you know, that happens that you're talking about when you're clear, right? Mm-hmm. When, you're, when you're in tune. I love it. And one of the things I love about life, Wes, is that mindset, that understanding of above, down, inside, out, and listening to your innate is part of the core kind of philosophy of what you're doing at the at the institution. So kudos to you, Ron. I know that you're carrying the torch, and I am super, super proud of what you're doing at the school. I appreciate it. I take that, but I also understand that I didn't like the torch, and, mm-hmm. and it wasn't out when I got it, you know? It's just, it's just, you know, we are still carrying it, you know, and that torch wasn't even lit by Dr. Sid, you know, it was lit by people before him. And I think we got to give kudos to our predecessors and kudos to your grandparents and, you know, who came out in 1910, as you said, right. And, you know, when chiropractic was 15 years old, I mean, oh my gosh, you know, that kind of thing, right. I mean, that's really where it came from. And our lineage, though 128 years is not old. You know, I'm um, mm-hmm. you know, a friend of ours, mine and yours. Mom just passed, you know, Mark Ziegler and and uh-huh. 100 years old. What a beautiful. My dad, 97, he'll be 98 in May. That's awesome. Still drives his car, still does stuff. I mean, you know, so with 128, it's not old. When you think about, you know, the when you think about 1600 BC, BC, they were mm-hmm. prescribing drugs opium and heroin for 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 you know what they would call disease instead of disease you know and 128 years and yet the impact we've had and and what we can do from the people who were before us you know it's it's amazing you know and i I got a feeling your grandparents didn't need to go to seminars to get turned on you know they were came out in 1910 they were ready to take the world on right and they were ready to take the world but you know they went to lyceum they went back and of course they got fed so, you know, people can come back to the wave and, and get re-dipped in, yeah. and you know, it's like church for chiropractors. So, you know, that's not something to to be forgotten. I, you know, we're talking, I'm thinking about my parents' best friend, William P. Webb. He's a chiropractor that practiced down in Florida for 63 years. So he lived well into his 80s. And Dr. Webb, the only time he didn't practice after he graduated, he graduated around the same time as my parents and Dr. Sid and Dr. Nell, um, was the last three weeks of his life. And during that last three weeks of his life, Ron, all he did basically was complain that they wouldn't let him go back into the office to see his patients. Yeah. yeah. And he was basically, you know, he was preparing to, to graduate. Yeah. And, you know, to have that kind of fire after 63 years in practice, missing taking care of his folks, there's just, you know, that's part of being the complete chiropractor, too. Yeah, is it is. Selling it is. out, selling out. It is, yeah. you know, you know, here's the thing too. And I, and I, this just hit me just now and I don't want to equate chiropractic to religion by any means, but, but when you look at rabbis, when you look at, at, at pastors, you know, when you look at ministers, you know, they never want to retire. They never want to get off the pulpit, you know, because right. what the message they're doing is so pure and so simple and so easy to deliver and so impactful that when they're done with it, they feel so different than before they started it on that Sunday or Saturday or Friday night, whatever it is, right? Sure. It's the same thing with us. That like you just said, you can't wait to get in tomorrow 
to see the miracles and to be with your people. And, you know, and then at the end of the day, you're more rejuvenated than you were when you walked in in the morning time, you know? So it doesn't mean it isn't hard work. There's, there's nothing wrong with working hard, but you were talking about playing too. So, you know, I think part of being a balanced chiropractor too is, is not working yourself to the bone. I could list off probably close to a dozen really great chiropractors that all passed away young men and women. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, just it's tragic because they literally just work themselves to the bone yeah. and didn't take enough time to love, serve and give and do to themselves first. You know, you have to love others like you like you love yourself. That means you got to love yourself first. So you got to give love Durban, do to yourself first so that you are better able to do the same to others. So, Palmer, yeah. how do you keep the balance? You know, 40 years now, but even while you're going through practice, how do you keep the balance? So I keep the balance because I don't work five or six days a week. You know, I work three and a half days a week. And the other days I'm either surfing or woodworking or doing something that I also have other passions. And so I don't, I don't ever get burned out. Yeah. So I hear chiropractors say I burned out. I'm like, how do you get burned out serving people and adjusting people? But if you work too many hours, you're just in the office too much then I think, yeah, then you could probably get burned out. So I take plenty of time for myself and my family and then also make sure that I'm in the office, you know, serving my folks. And most people only need to be adjusted three days a week. Yeah. You know, most people don't need to be adjusted five days a week in the beginning. So why do you have to be in the office five days a week? So so balancing, I don't know, you and Mary did that your whole career. So you're balancing, you know, work and your personal life with your family and, you know. Exactly. And we've always said it, right? You know, you know, it's, you know, you know, it's 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 spirit, family, and chiropractic in in that order. Mm-hmm. And when it's in alignment, they're all one. That's right. They're all one because they and all they're all effortless. Yeah. They're all effortless if they're all one. If yeah. you're having, to, if it feels like you're working hard and you're grinding, then something's definitely not in balance. And you know, I certainly have done that in my life. So I had to kind of step back, maybe even have somebody coach me or help me. You know, one yeah. of my mentors, Dr. Gary Walsman. I know, you know, Gary, he's just incredible human being. You know, he was one of my mentors. So I would call him up and say, hey, Gary, here's my struggles. Here's what I'm doing. So I think we all need to have a mentor, someone that we can lean on, that we can trust, that we can, you know, use for for guidance. I think that's definitely a, an important thing to do also. Yeah, I think, yeah, and I think another reason for burnout is just being off purpose, you know. Sure. And that, that so you don't have to even overwork yourself if you're just, not on purpose with what you're doing, it becomes a grind, right? It, it. Why am I doing this? What am I doing here? And our attitude starts slipping down, right? And the next thing you know, it's filtering everywhere, right? And then, you know, things just start kind of shutting down. And the next thing you know, it's like, you know, you're sitting in this pool with no one around you, murky water kind of thing. And all it takes is just to have that adjustment above Atlas, right? Mm-hmm. Get yourself back on purpose, re- renew, like you said, redip why you're here, right? Get redipped. Why mm-hmm. you're here, what you're doing, and boom, you know, it's what it is. Because really, when you come down to it, you know, we don't do physical work. You know, you know, our work is really above, down, inside out. You know, and so, sure. so it, it, that it just has to be clear, and it can get clogged anywhere along the way, right? Whether it's above or below Atlas, it can get clogged. Dude, I love it, man. We're coming to the end of our show, man. We could keep going, but I do want to ask you one last thing because I know you've seen this, you know. You know, there's a, a syndrome, you know, called either, you know, you know, big hat, no cattle or fat cat syndrome, you know, right. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and and share with me, you know, how because, you know, you've seen it all. I know you have. 
you know, you know, how do you see that? What do you see around that? And 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 what's your way out of that? So, you know, when you first graduate, you, you don't you don't have much. And, you know, your motivation is service, but also you're kind of excited to be busy so that you can make some money and you can buy the big cars, you can buy the boat, you can buy the house, you can kind of get all that stuff. And it doesn't take that long in practice till you're you've got all this kind of material stuff. And hopefully that wasn't your only motivation, but it can be some motivation to to be busy so that you can have a bunch of stuff. And then you're a fat cat. So, okay, so now what do I do? So, you know, the, for me, the fat cat syndrome was not being ever satisfied with where I was in terms of serving my folks, serving my people. You know, what I had or didn't have didn't matter. I needed to focus on losing myself in service to that person that was in front of me. You know, when you're in the office, you either want to be adjusting someone or doing something that's going to bring you another person to adjust. I think that's the only two things that you should do in the office. Adjust or do something that's going to bring you another person. So staying in that mode, even though you've got all the material things, is uh, is definitely important in being, you know, a completely rounded, a complete chiropractor. Is don't don't do like I did, get in the fat cat syndrome for a while. Yeah. So I had to kind of, you know, bust out of that and refocus on why I'm here to serve. Yeah. And and it and like you said, it doesn't mean you can't have the nice cars or the boats or this stuff, but that's not the purpose. You know, you can have all that stuff if you want it, but as long as you know, you can have the nice meals. You get, it's not about eating cold oatmeal under a light bulb and being a monk and just saying, I'm just going to sit here all day and just meditate. It, it's about living your life, having fun when you're not in the practice, but be in the practice. And when you're in there, you're in there. You're in there for the people. It's what it's what's there. You know, I, I have to tell you that one of the greatest joys about chiropractic is that you, we can go through these. You can have all the cars and the the Porsches and this stuff like that. You know, but it's not who you are. And at the end of the day, that's not what we did. The end no, of the sure. day is that's just a byproduct of the service that we give. And if we never stop thinking about giving, doing, loving, and serving, right? We never stop thinking about, we are here for them. Service means serve us, mm -hmm. serve, meaning the people, serve the people. And Palmer, you've been a great servant and you really, you've been a servant to the profession. And I really want to acknowledge you for that because, you know, when I've read it off, you know, chair of the board of Vermont and all the other things, the ICA, and then being on these different, you know, uh, you know, ICA rep in California and then teaching pediatrics and just giving yourself and giving and giving and giving and, you know, all the things that you do, man, you are a true living example and uh, and I thank you for that, you know, because it's it's nice to be able to 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 know that I could say that and you you hear it humbly, you know, because it's really what it's about. It's the humility that we do it with, right? And uh, and I appreciate, appreciate it. Ron. Well, you I, know, I appreciate you. Any parting words, bro? Because we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. So any parting words would be, yeah, adjust your patience as if their life depends on it, because it does. Yeah, yeah, it does. It, it does. does. Love you, brother. <laughs> this was great. We could just keep going, man. I mean, I, I'm more energized now than when I got on the call. <laughs> I feel. Um, yeah, but thank you, man. Thank you so much for spending your time, for taking, you know, 30 minutes with us and being able to share your 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 passion, you know, your knowledge, you know, your your time and your treasure that, that, that you have in there. So so thank you, you know, um, and thank you. Thanks to our viewers, man. Thank you for coming in week after week. You know, uh, we drop these every other week, these lifelong 
leadership lines, the opposite weeks of the Light by Life What's that myself and my wife, Dr. Mary, host, uh, where we usually have practitioners on there who are anywhere from just out of school to 15 years or so. They are golden. I mean, the stuff that these that this generation is doing is unbelievable i mean unbelievable while palmer and i were out you know putting the 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 27 danger signals whatever the number got up to and and doing spinal screenings on weekends and whatever we had to do to tell the story you know to let people know what we were i mean the modes are much different now and they're much more efficient and they're and not that they're better it's just that they're different and what these students and these graduates are doing now um young doctors talking about now is just incredible being able to spread the word about innate so so listen to this i'm telling you palmer what he talked about today there are people right now in your world who need to hear this who who might be kind of down like this right now might be in fat cancer in your room might be you know out of off purpose or feeling burnt out you know send this to them because I'll tell you what, you know, they will thank you for it because the more we adjust ourselves above Atlas, the further we're going to be able to go also keeping ourselves adjusted below Atlas. So thank you all, um, both from Palmer and I, you know, we love and appreciate you and uh, and all that you're doing to help create this mission of creating a, a brighter future for humanity uh, through the science, philosophy, and art of chiropractic. Until I come back at you uh, next week, uh, Palmer and I will bid you adieu and keep loving those around you and just keep remembering that we are much greater than we were ever led to believe. And the power in your body is much greater than we were ever led to believe. See you later. Until the next time. Bye-bye. Thank, Thank you for joining us today. today. And for, for the, the love, commitment, and passion you emanate every day. Together, we know we will make this world a better place.